I am genuinely heartbroken. I could choose to become resentful of you. I could choose to become retaliatory. I know this is irrational of me, but I am really, really angry with you because it feels like you don't care about me. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, can you give up what you really, 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 really want for your spouse's happiness? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. I might cry. Oh. Um, yes, we're going to revisit one of our very earliest podcasts because the same situation came up here. It's kind of an obscure one, but it's kind of an important one. Yeah. Believe oh it or not. my goodness. This and is crazy. I might cry in this episode. Aww. I'm already actually have already have feelings, feelings about it as I am thinking about it. Oh, so uh, two weeks ago you were out of town in Florida yep. at a travel agent uh, conference yes. and you were having a great time yes, and you were there from Monday until Sunday. Yep. So six days while you were gone on that Thursday, I was sitting out back doing one of my uh, sessions because it's a beautiful sunny day and I work from home now and I was doing a phone session. So I was just sitting where it was comfortable. And after about 10 minutes into the session, I got up to kind of walk around the corner of the house and there was this beautiful little black cat sitting on our little paver stones that we have there kind of cooling off in the shade. And she saw me and jumped up and started to turn around and run away. And I immediately just sat down and went... You know, called her over and she stopped and she looked at me and turned right around and walked right up to me and curled up in my lap. Oh, my goodness. And my heart was melted. I'm sure. Because you've been talking about you want some animal to adopt you. Okay. Yeah. So I have a weakness for videos on YouTube um, where it is the person going about their daily life and this stray animal just kind of wanders into their life and they connect and bond with it and everyone lives happily ever after because this little animal makes everyone feel happy and connected and complete again right and i'm having visions of that kind of story playing over in my head as i'm sitting there scratching this little black cat yeah all those videos that you show me because you're gone because you're out of the house for four more days i start feeding the cat oh yes and because of course you do. this little cat is skinny. I mean, you can tell that it's probably pretty hungry. And she wolfed down the can of tuna because I don't have cat food. We don't have a cat. So I had a can of tuna. So we gave a cat the can. Hopefully you gave the cat the can of tuna that none of us liked. Yes, eat. that okay, was cool. exactly the can. So that's how I justified it. <laughs> Got it. And then I left the back door open and let the cat just wander into the house. <sighs> and the cat made itself you know home in the kitchen and in the dining room and then we left the front door open so the cat would wander in and out throughout the didn't explore the rest of the house but it just kind of through the hardwood area um the cat just made herself at home and and i know that you're allergic i know you're highly highly not just allergic highly allergic and I had the other two kids who were home at the time. I called them up because they enjoy cats too. And we were enjoying playing with this cat. And I told them, I need documentation. I need you guys to verify what I'm saying right now, which is I am letting the cat stay in the house for four days here, but then I will scrub the house clean so that 
when you come home, number one, you can't tell there's been a cat here. And number two, it still demonstrates that I'm trying to take care of you. I don't want you to be sniffly, sneezy, or stop breathing because of cat allergies. Okay, and I'm just going to stop you for a second because you're making it sound like the cat stayed in the house for four days when I wasn't... Correct. When you told me that... No, let's clarify. Let's clarify. After about an hour, the cat wandered off and we didn't see the cat again. And I was sad. I was like, oh man, because this is just a great cat. This is the type of cat that doesn't just tolerate human beings, but actually enjoys human beings. You could scratch her head and she will just flop over on her back and let you scratch her chin and her belly. And she doesn't bite. She instantly starts purring like a serious motorboat purring. And if you stop scratching her, she'll get up and scoot closer to you and then roll over again and like look at you saying, did I say you could stop scratching me? I'm right here. So she showed up while I was gone yes. because she's got my personality. Yes. That's like how I am at nighttime when, when we're laying in bed and you're playing with my yeah. hair and rubbing my head yeah. and you stop and I wiggle my head like, exactly. excuse me, she I'm was, not done. She was kind of embodying you when you were gone. <laughs> but she, again, so she disappears, she's gone and I don't see her for several days until the following Thursday which was last Thursday. And she's just walking down the street again and I happened to be out back again doing a session and I was like, hey, the cat's back, I was overjoyed. I, you know, called her back, you're kitty kitty. She rolls right down the, the bank there, runs right up to me and I start scratching her again and I give her another can of tuna because she still looks hungry. Yep. Whether she was or not, I don't know. Oh, she scarfed it down? She did. This time she hung out for just a little bit longer and she, I mean, she disappeared after that, but then she came back in the evening. So I said, I fed her in the evening now. And then she kind of just hung out permanently. Yes. She's been at our house every day since. Every day since. Okay. Now I like to leave the front door and the, of course, now I'm finding out about this cat when I get home, Paul tells me all about it. And I'm like a little annoyed because it's like, he knows that I'm highly allergic and he still yep. let a cat in the house. And I know his heart is in the right place and he was going to clean the house and all that stuff. But it still feels a little to me like he really doesn't care, but he does. I know he does. Yeah. So there has to be a balance of letting him be able to do something that fills his heart and takes care of his heart and not be frustrated by the fact that he has to care for himself yeah. in some ways that just makes him feel good. And that's yeah. okay to do. Yeah. But this cat just thinks it owns the, place. It owns the house. We like to keep our front door and our sure. back door open to keep the breeze blowing yeah. through. We don't have a front screen yeah. or a back screen. Well, we yeah. do have a back screen. And so I get up one morning and the front door had already been opened up for yep. the day and I come out and the cat is just by the front door yeah. in the house. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> this is not working. This cat has adopted us. It has. It this really, cat really has. now stays. And so we've graduated from tuna to I actually went and bought some cat food. But again, the reason is we don't want to be stealing someone else's cat. Right. But when the cat now is hanging out here and it looks like it doesn't have a home, and I enjoy this cat. It is the world's most perfect cat. Okay, it really truly is. Pure I... black. Okay, so this is a pure black cat with big yellow eyes. If you ever saw the movie How to Train Your Dragon, it looks like Toothless. Yes. Just this beautiful animal. And again, her personality is perfect. She's even like a dog where she comes in the house and go, no, 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 get out. And she'll turn around and she'll walk out. Or if I'm sitting on the back porch and I just, you know, pat my lap, she will hop, hop up, up on my lap. lap. Like she obeys commands. What cat does that? 
It is the world's most perfect cat. I have not seen her scratch or snatch Never, or nothing. any of that. She just wants to be touched and yes. loved and snuggled. Yes. And, and sometimes you'll put food out and she doesn't even want the food. She just wants you to she snuggle wants with the her. people first and yes. then she'll go eat the food. It's so crazy. again, because of schedules, we kept feeding her for a couple of days. And then I borrowed my daughter's cat carrier because she has a cat for her own apartment. And I took the cat to the vet because I want to see if she has a microchip because if this is some neighbor's cat, we don't want to steal their cat and we want to let them know that the cat's cheating on them with us. Right. Take it to the vet and no microchip. There's nothing in this cat. Uh, just there's no identifying mark. There's no collar. There's nothing. The now, only identifying mark that she yeah. does have is she's got a clipped ear. And I thought it was just an old wound, but... I've since then put a post on the Clackamas County, you know, lost pet, you know, on Facebook. So people who've lost their animals can post on there. And I described the cat and I now have come to learn that that's actually the mark for feral cats. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a nonprofit in the area that will capture feral cats. They will spay or neuter them. They'll vaccinate them. And then they will clip the ear to kind of mark that this is a feral cat that's been kind of treated in this way. Male cats are on the left ear and female cats are on the right ear. So this is a feral cat that doesn't behave like a feral cat. No, not at all. This is a cat that doesn't have a home that has now adopted us. It's not just adopted us. It's adopted me. Yes. It loves me. It does. Because when it comes around, it will go to everybody. Yes. But it doesn't want to be scratched till you've scratched it first. Now, the thing is, I'm highly allergic. Yes. And so my eyes have been itchy for the last four or five days since this cat's been around. Even though you're very good about washing your hands and taking your clothes and putting them in the laundry room or whatever, I don't think our other kids are quite as careful about that. Right. And it has been in the house and you just can't help what happens. Yeah, we keep shooing it out. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't know this. Our son was sitting on the back porch with the cat when you guys were out there scratching the cat on the head he came back in the house went downstairs he comes back up and he gets like little cysts on his eyes every now and then and he had been downstairs and he came up and he says man these darn cysts on my eyes i've just been putting warm compresses on they won't go away and we look at him his whole left eye is swollen top and bottom and both eyes were bloodshot red and we ask him uh, what's going on? He said, well, my eyes were just so itchy. And Paul said, did you wash your hands after you pet the cat? He said, no, my eyes got itchy. I just was rubbing them. He is highly allergic highly, to the cat highly. as well. Yep. So, And it looks like our other son's going to be allergic as well. So it's not just you. It is three members of the family who are allergic. So here's the point of this whole story that we're leading up to after 11 minutes of lead in to this story. My heart wants desperately to keep this cat i don't want just a cat in fact i'm a dog person i prefer dogs but i want to keep this cat desperately and i I have said as much to you yes you have multiple times and your answer is what we can't keep the cat And and it breaks my heart to tell you we can't keep the cat because i know how important this cat is to you And I know we can't keep the cat. I know that the minute it came in here, you could not live in this house anymore. You would be miserable. You would be at risk of, you know, breathing issues and asthma attacks. Hospitalization, yes. Because of this cat. And the dilemma is 
the same dilemma that a lot of couples end up facing in their relationship, which is when one person desperately wants something or it's really important to them and they can't have what they want because their spouse, their husband or their wife is either uncomfortable with that thing or physically can't tolerate that thing or doesn't like that thing. What do you do? Do I now go, I, after 28 years of giving up pets and animals and everything, I deserve a cat now. So it's my turn. I, right. I am owed this. Or do I go, I understand that this is the limitations that I am faced with in my marriage till the day I die, that I will never get to have a cat, even if it's the world's most perfect cat here, because I'm married to you. Right. And I have that to. That just makes me so sad. It I know. really does. And I am genuinely heartbroken because I want something. I mean, I even went to you the other day and said, is there any out of the box solution we can come up with where I can keep a cat? And there isn't. There no, genuinely no. isn't. It just, it can't happen. And it's been kind of obvious too, after, you know, just a week yeah. and the cat's been outside the whole time yeah. and my eyes still feel itchy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if there was any possible solution, if this cat I wasn't allergic to it. I would uh, say yes, because it really, truly is the most adorable, sweet, yeah. perfect animal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You even had a little Freudian slip last night when we were buying cat food for it. Because you said, oh, we're cat. buying food for our cat. You changed it really fast. Like, right. And I heard I it. I registered it in my head. No, no, no. You said our cat. But it's not our cat. We're keeping it for, just again, making sure it's keeping fed. And then we have to find a place to rehome this cat because yeah. we can't keep it. And I am sad and I could choose to become resentful of you. I could choose to become retaliatory and say, well, you have to give up something for me now. Right. I could get really pissy about it or I can understand that you are more important than the other things in my life. And I am willing to give up things that I like. Right now, that message is so counterintuitive to the world out there. Sure. I'm going to give up something that I want and I like for another human being. The whole rest of the world is saying, never do that. You demand your rights. You get what you want. You become self-empowered and entitled to right. get those things. You never give up what you want. And particularly if it's something that feeds your soul. Yes. And this then it's like you definitely, no, no, you don't give that up for your spouse. Never. And yet I am gladly going to do that. Heartbrokenly, um, gladly. Uh, yes, it's a no-brainer. My cat or my wife, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're getting another vacation. I don't know, but I'm going to keep my wife, obviously. And thanks. This cat is going to find another nice home somewhere. I don't know who. Don't know when. Don't know where. But we'll have to. I'll have to say goodbye to the cat, right. and then be okay with that. Oh, packages. Packages arrived. Cool. Um, again, the whole reason that we are bringing this topic up is because we're not the only couples who are faced with this situation where one person has to sacrificially give up something for, for their husband or their wife Right. and learning how to get clear on those priorities, learning how to do that in a way that's healthy. Again, I think we've talked about it. I've told you my feelings. You yeah. have seen me get sad. I haven't tried to hide my feelings. No, not at all. I've told you that I'm disappointed. Disappointed not in you, but disappointed in you because you're the reason I can't have this. Right. And I've been honest about those things. 
but I also have to have the maturity to say, I'm going to give that up. And, and I'm not going to hold it against you. Nor am I going to barter. I'm not going to keep begging or bartering or conjoling or manipulating or tricking or right. anything else to try to get my way. I need to just suck it up, be a man and say, I don't get what I want this time. I will grieve. Sure. Okay. I've bonded with this cat after a week. It just, it happens. I don't know if anyone else has had an experience like this with an animal where they bond quickly, but I've bonded quickly. I go out every night and sit for about an hour on the swing and it just comes up and sits next to me and I get to just scratch it, you know, and, and enjoy its presence because it's what I can do. And then it will hop down. We found more dead mice and birds in our oh backyard than we yes, have we ever have. have because this cat's doing its job. It's a apparently a pretty good little hunter, but those are going to go away when the cat goes away. Right. And, yeah. and it's a fine balance for me. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about you. To be able to let you do that and not get panicked about what kind of, how that's going to affect me. Yeah. Because I want to protect myself. Yeah. Physically. Sure. I, I have no emotional around this. Like you can be in love with the cat that doesn't threaten me. Yeah. But the cat dander and the cat fur yeah. and the things that, that cause me physical harm yeah that's a threat to me and it's really difficult sometimes to allow you to do the things that you're doing and not respond poorly to it yeah like one day that um it came over it was just in the first couple of days Mm -hmm. that it was here and i was just tired from my trip Mm -hmm. anyway so my emotional cup was rather low yeah and the cat was outside you left the screen door open Mm. And I just told you, I said, I know this is irrational of me, but I am really, really angry with you for leaving the screen door open right now because yeah. it feels like you don't care about me. Yeah. Now, I knew that there was a reason why you did it. Yeah. I knew the cat was eating and it probably wasn't going to come in the house anyway, but I felt uncared for yeah. because you didn't close the door to protect me. Yeah. And so, I mean, we talked through that, yeah. but there are times when I really struggle with when you're out there like... When you come in, I you wash your hands, or I don't see when mm-hmm. you come in what you do. And I really want to ask you, did you make sure to wash mm-hmm. your hands really good? Did you change your clothes? Where did you put your clothes? Because I don't want to accidentally mm-hmm. touch them or have this mm-hmm. stuff. And I have worked very, very hard to not be that, tell me what you did. Sure. But to just trust that you have my best interest at heart yeah. and that you're taking care of both of us because we can both be taken care of at the same time. Yeah. Even if it's not the way that, I would prefer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Because I know in my heart how much this cat, how much you love it. And I don't want to take that from you. But I know I'm taking it from you because we can't keep it. So where do I find the balance of let him have his time with the cat for a season? Yeah. And trust that he has my best interest at heart. So. It's funny that this was, again, I think it was either one of the first or second, maybe yeah, was, the third episode down of, very of our podcast series. And now we're at, you know, the mid 130s and this situation's come up again, even more so than the last time, because yeah. this is the world's best cat. And so we're going to find a place for it. If you know anyone who's listening right now who wants a perfect cat. But you got to live in the area because we're not shipping we're not a cat. shipping the cat, and we don't want to fly to Minnesota or something. Right. So anyway, we'll find a local home for the cat here. This is just one more example of how something so common every day can actually become a therapeutic experience that yeah. you and I can still understand how this affects our marriage and how we want our marriage to be priority in it, 
and not let something like a cat or a screen door or things like that come between us. This is the art of doing really good marriage. And we know that lots of other couples can learn how to do this. We're still learning how to do it on a daily basis. And that's why we've created Secure Marriage. So if you want to learn how to do this better and you recognize there's some things getting in the way and you, you and your husband or you and your wife aren't doing as great around this or this would have been a huge fight, you know, over a cat or a motorcycle or something else like that. Right. We actually have an online course that you can take. Just go to securemarriage.com and top right corner, it says online workshop. You can click on that and it will take you through the six parts of the secure marriage framework so that you can learn, you know, how to have better communication and how to deal with your own feelings and still respecting those feelings of your wife or your husband. And again, not letting the little things start to destroy your marriage. Right. That's why we've created all these resources, all these podcasts, all these workshops, all these courses, because marriage should be priority and daily life shouldn't destroy that exactly so anyway we hope you find this entertaining this is again pulling the curtain back on our lives a little bit and finding out what we're struggling with here and i'll let you know how sad i am later on after we get rid of the cat and what happens if you know i remember so anyway (laughs) thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next time all righty bye-bye bye-bye